we ask that you will come and speak to us through your word, by your spirit, that you will draw us closer to you. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be back. Um, it's wonderful to um, have the sun again. And I trust you all survived the storm. If you're in need, um, please come and speak to us. Um, this morning, I, w- I want to share around a powerful concept that God is with us. Um, from, from the beginning of time, God revealed Himself not just as the Creator, but the Sustainer of all life. And this morning, I want to share around this powerful concept that God is with us. And, and before I continue, I have a short video clip that um, illustrates it so powerfully. Isaiah 41 verse 10, God says something powerful. He says, fear not, for I am with you. I think one of the most um, challenging realities in life is that we can fear. And there's so many things that causes fear in us. But what a powerful statement. Fear not, for I am with you. You know, I I often um, notice in my oldest daughter, Danielle, when when we in a city, she's a very independent, strong world lady, uh, very confident. But when we walk in an unfamiliar space, when it's dark and there is people around that makes her feel uncomfortable, the first thing that she does instinctively 
is she comes to me and takes my hand. She holds my hand. And it puts her at ease. God says, fear not, for I'm with you always. In the midst of, of uncertainty or fear, we, we look around to find help. In the midst of uncertainty and fear, where do we find hope? When we face trials and tribulation, it, it naturally creates in us uncertainty. Because we cannot see the future. And in the midst of a trial and, and tribulation and, and, and circumstances, we are often uneased and uncertain. Because we, we do not know how it will end. When we do not know the outcome of our circumstances, it, it can lead to uncertainty. Uncertainty leads to fear or despair. Fear is often the belief in a negative outcome or a worst-case scenario. And despair is a surrender to that fear, to the circumstances that we face without hope. It leads to despair when we surrender. Both fear and despair can become very self-focused. Fear leads to the fight or flight reflex in us. We, 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 we start to fight those around us or, or we run away from our circumstances. And despair leads to self-pity where we can think only about ourselves. Both fear and despair is rooted in the fact that we cannot see past our circumstances. And we cannot find hope. Hope, on the other hand, is, is focused beyond our current circumstances. It allows us to see opportunities and a positive outcome beyond the current circumstances or threat. This hope leads to peace. In the midst of trials and tribulations, a, 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 a supernatural Peace. In the midst of our circumstances, when we find hope, it leads to peace. Hope is the assurance that things will turn out for the good. The powerful thing about hope is it is such a central aspect of our faith. Hebrews 11 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The assurance of things. And so the question this morning is on what or on who do we base our hope on? What are the things that gives us hope and assurance that leads to peace? If our hope is not based on something constant and unchanging, it can easily be false hope or wishful thinking or positive thinking. Hope is not that. Hope is based on something or someone. If our hope is not based on something constant and unchanging, we will constantly grasp on different things in different circumstances. If we face a financial challenge, our hope may be our investment or, or a wealthy friend. 
if, if we have a health crisis, it might be our insurance or a doctor in the family. Or maybe if you face legal trouble, to turn to a friend that's a lawyer. But what if the family member is offended with us or our doctor is not specialized in our sickness or medicine can no longer help or I know nobody that can help me. Then the source of my hope changes and, and we need to find something or someone else. And some of us don't even have these options. And then we have this moment of bewilderment where we look around us and ask, where does my help come from? Who will save me? I, I said it often, you know, as a, as a child, I grew up in the Dutch Reformed Church and, and our Dominion every Sunday opened up with this line. He quoted David. In the midst of his trials and tribulations, David often cried out and asked, Where does my help come from? Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the mountains. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where will my help come from? And then he answers the question. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. David found his hope in his faith in God. It made a profound impact in my life. And I'm so grateful for my Christian upbringing and the church that I grew up in. And I've experienced this reality so many times in my life. Where my reputation, my career, even my life was threatened. And I was powerless to save myself. And I needed someone else to help me. But who will it be? And then I'm reminded of the scripture. My help comes from the Lord. The maker of heaven and earth. When David asked this question, he had an answer every time. Something constant unchanging and that something was someone it was God himself the maker of heaven and earth he was not unsure or bewildered in looking for an answer when he faced the trials and the tribulations he knew where his help would come from even when his emotions felt differently and often he spoke to himself he said my soul be still and know that the Lord is God Unchanging, eternal, all-powerful. The creator of heaven and earth. He will help me. He is my hope. He is my savior. In Isaiah 41, God speaks and he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
You know, five things stands out for me in this portion of Scripture. The first is that we should not fear. I mean, often when, when Jesus spoke to his disciples, the first words that came out was, fear not. Do not be afraid. It is I. Do not be afraid. Now, so often when, when we face this life, we end up in circumstances that we do not know the outcome, and what naturally comes in us is fear. And God is saying to us this morning, do not be afraid. No matter what you are facing, God says, do not be afraid. The second thing that stood out, He gives the reason why. He gives the reason why we shouldn't be afraid. It is this, I am with you. I am with you. You are never alone. You are never alone. There is someone's hand you can hold who is all-powerful, all-knowing. He is God. The third thing is, he says, do not be dismayed. The Hebrew word for dismay is, is literally to gaze about, looking around in fear. It's just, do not be bewildered. Do, do not look around to where you may find your hope. I am with you. Don't look around. Look at me. I am with you. The fourth thing is, for I am your God. I am your God. It's very personal. I know you. I love you. I've given my life for you. You belong to me. I am your God. Don't look around for another Savior. And then the last one, number five, is I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. I will strengthen you. I will help you. And I will uphold you. Sometimes in this life, with all its challenges and demands, we run out of strength. It just, life has, has the ability just to wear us down at times. Life sometimes just gets too much. And we lose strength. It's in that moment that God says, I... Don't lose hope. Look at me. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Sometimes the challenges we face seems too big for us to do it in our own strength. We don't have the ability or the capability or the means to change the circumstances, to save ourselves. 
God says, I will help you. I will help you. Not in your own strength, in mine. I will help you. And sometimes we are just overwhelmed. And God says, I will uphold you like I'm doing this pen. Sometimes we are overwhelmed by our circumstances. God says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. No matter the storm you face, no matter the waves that comes, I will keep you up. The spin cannot stand on its own unless I hold it up. And neither can I unless God does. And he says, I will. God says, don't be afraid or look around bewildered to your circumstances or where your help will come from. Look to me. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. God's ways are not always ours. And in the midst of a storm, in our own wisdom, we have an idea of how God can and should intervene in our life. And our natural inclination is God still the storm. Take away the circumstances. But in God's wisdom and in His ways, He, he often doesn't still the storm. But He gives us the strength to endure and to overcome the storm. I wish... I can face all my children's storms. I wish I can protect them from all the things people do and say. But I've realized it is better for me to encourage them and to help them to overcome these things rather than to run away or to step in on their behalf. But to be with them and to show them how to overcome. This is not always to take away our circumstances, but to help us to overcome our circumstances, to give us the strength and the help we need to overcome. God never promised that we will not face challenges, trials, and tribulations. As a matter of fact, He promised us we will. But He said, be of good cheer. He said, in this life you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome this world. Everything this world can throw at you, I have overcome it. And I am with you. I am with you always to the very end of age. That's what He promised us, that He will be with us in our trial to help us, and He will turn it for our good. That's Romans 8, 28. We know it so well. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good for those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. 
Isaiah 41. For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. I have learned to do what my daughter does when I am afraid. I run to my father and I take his hand. And I know he will help me. And I no longer need to be afraid. God says we will face this together. And I will help you to overcome. And, and instinctive, instinctively, we, we understand this. We, we, we have children come alongside them, protect them, cover them, encourage them. Especially as they grow up. It's one of the most difficult things of parenting. But the most liberating when we see our children grow to the point where they can face their challenges themselves and overcome it. My wife is an amazing mother. And every time my children get overwhelmed by stress in an exam and, and they are paralyzed and they don't have enough time and they don't understand my wife will say, come, I'll, I'll sit with you. And, and I will work with you. I will study with you. And, and, and so, we cannot take away the exam from you. We cannot ask for an extension. But, but I can sit with you. And I can study with you. My wife literally has written... Re, rewritten her primary school and high school exams and passed with colors. <laughs> but what a beautiful picture. I, I, I cannot take away the exams. And I know you're stressed, but I will sit with you and I will work with you. We will face this together and I will help you to overcome this. We know Philippians 4 verse 13 that says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. The context is so powerful. I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in, white, in, in want. I can do all. All this through him who gives me strength. I can overcome every situation because he is with me, he strengthens me, he helps me, and he upholds me. Now sometimes that help may come in a way that we have not expected or even preferred. I'm often reminded of Elijah in, in, in the desert, running away from Jezebel in a, in, in, a, 
in a great drought. There's so many occasions in his life that he was afraid and, 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 and fled and, and felt helpless and alone and desperate. And in this one occasion, he, he was in the middle of the drought and, and he, was, he was crying out to the Lord and the Lord provided for him by sending a raven. This is the prophet, the man of God, lived in, in fear and in holiness. And he was in need of food, in the midst of a famine. And God provided from supernaturally through an unclean bird. I mean, of all the ways God could have supernaturally provided for the prophet. I mean, he could have sent a, a ram being caught in a bush every day. He could have sent at least an eagle. If you have to send a bird. But a raven. An unclean bird with a piece of meat. Every day. Sometimes God provides for us in, in ways we didn't prefer Him to or expected Him to or desired Him to. But he is faithful. But we must have faith in Him. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Coming back to David, when he faced his trials being hated and hunted down, a whole army seeking to kill him. He lifted his eyes to the mountains and he asked, where does my help come from? And then so powerful, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. David had something powerful, not just God, but the maker of heaven and earth. Nothing is impossible for him. As opposed to man's wisdom, man's power, and man's help, man's ability, there is nothing impossible for God. And so Jesus said in Mark 10, as Jesus looked to them and said, with man it is impossible, but with God. All things are possible with God. What a powerful foundation of hope we have in God. The maker of heaven and earth. So the question is to whom or what do we look to to find hope? Is it the stock market, our savings, our government, our circumstances, our friends? None of these things are constant. The one I look to... Is the one who never changes, to whom nothing is impossible, and even more, who loves me. He has already proven His love for us by giving His Son to die for us. He has proven to us that nothing is impossible for Him by raising His Son from the dead. What then shall we say to these things? Romans 8 answers that question. It says, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? 
He did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, he was raised. Who is the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No. In all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now he who puts his faith and trust in God will always have hope. And hope brings peace. Peace in our mind and our heart. And with hope, we not only look for our salvation, our, our way of escape, but we can look for opportunities. We can look for a positive outcome and, 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 and we can live with joy. And I want to encourage you to put your faith and trust in God. No matter what circumstance you face, find your hope in Him. Search and listen to His words. And find hope in Him. Maybe you are listening today to this sermon. And you're going through a storm. You're in a place of crying out for help. Maybe you're bewildered. Maybe you are looking for help, for strength, for hope. God is speaking to you today through a donkey. He is your hope. He is your strength. He is your help. He is your shield. He is your strong tower. He is the one who loves you. He's already given his life for you so that you may not be afraid. Today, may you take a moment, may we all take a moment and respond to him. Give our life to him. Hold tightly to his hand and follow him. Let's just close our eyes. I want to read this portion of scripture as the ushers hand out the elements of communion. Psalm 91 from verse 14. God speaks, he says, because he loves me, says the Lord. Because he loves me, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with a long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Father, thank you that we can come to you. 
in the midst of our trouble, in our despair, in our helplessness, in our need. Thank you that we have this privilege to come to you, to call on your name, and know that you hear. You're not just here, but you love. You love us. And you respond. You will uphold us. You will give us strength. And you will help us. Lord, I pray this morning that each and every one of us will just afresh anew turn to you. Put our trust in you. I want to give you a moment just in your own words. Just to speak to the Lord. Just turn to Him. Just respond to Him. Just where you are. Just speak to the Lord. For some, it is our emotions. We need to say to our emotions and our heart, be still. Be still and know that the Lord is God. Nothing is impossible for Him. For some of us are hopeless because those we look to can no longer help us. God says, do not be afraid. I am with you. Some of us may feel alone. As if everyone has forsaken you. God is saying, I am with you. (laughs) I am with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Some of us is hoping for a storm to be stilled. And we think God is not there because the storm is not going away. But God is saying, I will uphold you. I'll make your face like flint. Your feet like bronze. I'll make you stand in the midst of the storm. And you will not fall. Some of you need to be vindicated. God says, I will do it. Don't fight for your honor or your name. Give it to me. Give your desire to be vindicated to me. Let it go. I will do it.
Some of you are alone because you've never trusted God. This morning is an opportunity to surrender your life to Him. If that is you this morning and you want to surrender your life to a God who loves you, who has a plan for your life, and is able to do what He said He will do, if you just trust Him. If that is you and you want to surrender your life this morning while all the eyes are closed, I want you just to raise your hand and say, God, here I am. Today, I want to give you my life. Thank you for that hand. Is there anyone else? You can drop it again. Just raise it high. It's just between you and the Lord. Maybe you're returning to Him. Maybe you're doing it the first time. It's where it all begins. Father, I thank you for those who are responding. Lord, I thank you for your peace. Thank you that you are the only one that is good. You're the only one that is good. And you are perfect. All your ways are perfect. And you do not change. You respond to the weak and the humble. You give grace to those who call unto your name. Thank you that your grace is sufficient for every circumstance. Because your power is made perfect in our weakness. So we can boast in our weaknesses. Because you are with us. Thank you that you showed us your way through your son. Thank you that you came to pay the price for our sin, our failure. You took the consequence of everything that we've done wrong and you placed it on your son. And you punished him for what we have done and deserved so that we can be free from the consequence of what we have done. As we take this bread, Lord, may we not forget the price that you paid for us in Christ Jesus. Let's eat together. Thank you for this cup. It reminds us, not just of the sacrifice, but the promise it brings. New life in Christ. A life with you forever. Faith in you. It will never disappoint, but lead to eternal life. As we drink it, we proclaim it until we see you face to face. Let's drink this cup. If you need this morning and um, we want to pray with you, if it's your circumstances, if it is sickness, if it is a bad report, I'm going to dismiss the meeting. And, um, but I want to ask you to put your faith in God and, and myself and some of the facilitators. We just want to pray for you.
Um, bring your need. Um, come to the Lord. And let's ask Him to speak into, to stand into, to help, to strengthen, to uphold, to heal, to deliver, to restore. Um, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to dismiss the meeting. If you need of prayer, please come forward. Love to pray with you for the rest of us. Please join um, us for fellowship and coffee.